Are all one of you ready to do a show? All right, let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that you are one listener. Go. Be strange. Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of Paper Doll. Woo! <laughs> I'm Kathy. I'm a bitch. All for me. <laughs> and I am Count Boogie, and this is show 98, an amazing, amazing show that we have for you today. This is actually wonderful. This is amazing. It's so quiet in here. This is this is a great show. I'm Why ex- is it great? Because we don't have n- only one person in the audience. Well, I mean, we have Bunny and Mark, and and we have Paper Doll. Where's Unger? Uh, Unger is not here, but but we have Bunny on on the chat room. Say bunny? hello. Say hello, Bunny. Hi. So you're Bunny Unger or Bunger? No. Oh. No, just Bunny Unger. <laughs> no. Bunny Unger. She's like Bunger. No. No. Bunger. No, no. Bunger's cute. No, that's absolutely not cute. Who's my little bunger? Bunny isn't going to little bunger. Who's your cute little bunger? Make a little bunger note. She's like, nope. She's, she's ignoring that's, you. That is, that is a big fat It's nope. easier when she's chained up under <laughs> under the desk. She's more uh-huh. submissive. Yeah. Now, then she'll do anything. Now, I'm now, not, she's, I'm now not, she's getting a big fat. Now I'm not even getting a look. She's just looking oh, away from me. No, that, no, she's look. getting a look. That is a look, a of, that is a look of go fuck yourself. Really? Yep. Really? Is that is that it? No? Okay. <laughs> a bitch is just getting people in trouble. <laughs> that's what we do. I like, but, uh, I like how you talk shit last show. You're like, she totally ran off. And that's nipping. And oh, now you're like. I didn't even know. I didn't like, even realize. Okay, so last week for our perverted podcast listeners that didn't listen, I had Bunny chained under. We were doing a little DS. And she was going to be chained at my feet. There was a picture. It was very, very sexy. So... Kathy just decides to let go and the intervene. The chain was right by my hand. I didn't realize that I had to alter it from you, too. Okay. So then I mean. we get accused. Abyss says, fuck you both for gaslighting. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I didn't unchain her. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, that's that's how she does. And I'm like, uh, wow, y'all both suck. I can't believe you didn't no, know I did that. No, that I didn't know so you did that. That yeah, was so obvious. I totally got your not back. not obvious. Well, God damn it. Yeah. Anyway. So what? What is it? It says on Potato Mayhem, you ate a ding dong. I ate a ding dong. Like, that, like, that is good. Like, the, like the, the, the delicious the, the cake, little thing? cake yes. pastry thing. Wait, and, that a, that and that was enough to it? place. We have nothing going on <laughs> today. Like, wow! No. You, ate a, you ate a sweet and no. Uh, you know what? Perverted uh, podcast listeners, <laughs> I'm like I'm confused. Let us know what the significance <laughs> of this treat was. It's Saturday's party here at Threshold was Euphoria. Okay. And Creative Explorer was here. And right. He does Bring in the mean and dick. Mean dick. Yeah. Oh, mean dick. Yes. Bring in mean dick. <laughs> and so he uh, does this weird thing where he'll see me from across the room and come at me like to give me a hug, but he does it with a purpose. <laughs> and he slams into me and it's kind of frightening. So I've gotten to the point where I see him but coming. But like sexy frightening? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I see him coming and I'll just put my hands up to try and, you know, stave off whatever attack he's about to inflict on me and I'll, I'll cringe and then he just grabs me and it just, it's a little frightening so but sexy frightening it is a little sexy you do right? like it yeah. I like it but it's creative like, explorer ah, do it more come just bowl me over and so 
he also is really nice when he comes to a party. He'll bring some food. Little, little treats. And so he brought ding-dongs and Twinkies. Which is like, uh, for those of you in the, in the UK, I don't know if they have ding-dongs. Uh, but they, they're they like a like chocolate the, little cake covered with chocolate icing and some cream filling cream in the stuff. middle. Well, ding-dongs are my crack. <clears throat> right. They're just, I, you cannot put a ding-dong in front of me. I will absolutely <laughs> eat it. Oh, good golly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was funny. Come on now. <laughs> ding-dongs are my crack. Ding dong says it's, a, it's also know. slang for. Uh, yes, it is for big old. Oh, geez, just go on, right, Jesus okay. Christ! So I'm in the kitchen, and he comes in, and I see him coming, and I wanted to say kind of like thank you for the ding dong, like I had one; it was really good. Right. He starts coming at me with that look, like he, and so I immediately cringe and go to put my hands up, but because I already had in my head that I was going to thank him for the ding dong, <laughs> I kind of yelled out at him, "I had a ding dong," <laughs> <laughs> and I cringed like. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> and everybody in the kitchen kind of goes, oh, my God. Was she not supposed to do yeah. that? <laughs> Did she break protocol? <laughs> oh, my and then, God. And he just stops <laughs> in mid-pouncing, kind of looks at me like I've completely lost my mind. <laughs> well, now you know the trick. You got to just say some weird random shit <laughs> when he's coming <laughs> at you. get him to stop. <laughs> you got to be like, chickens have livers. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw him off his game. Just <laughs> that's what happens. So. That's a good idea. I Iraqi just... oil depreciates the global economy. <laughs> just whatever the fuck you can, and he'll just oh. be like, "What?" I used to yeah. do that to kids when I worked with kids. I I believe that about you because they never fucking stop asking questions. They never stop at like four, five, six years old. They never fucking stop asking questions. So finally, to stop it, you just have to start giving them really wrong, weird answers. Because they're like, why, why, why? And you're like, well, if there's two chickens and they're playing laser tag, then obviously one of them needs to sign a waiver before they can download whipped cream. And they just like stare at you like, hey, this guy's an idiot and walk away. And then I would be free. Is that just... what I did? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you did. I ate a ding dong. It works perfectly. I feel like you just short circuited his like. Yeah, <laughs> like... pretty much. Yeah, it short-circuited the pounce. Yeah. That works. Although that's a little sad, though. Well, I think what's even more important than a ding-dong would be... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Labia Medical Emergency. <laughs> Another one, Abyss. Yeah. We can't leave you alone for a second. My poor labia. You got a Harley Labia Medical Emergency? If you're going to have a, a Labia Medical Emergency, a Harley is the way to <laughs> Really, I guess. Yes, yeah. I mean... It, yeah, I, I went I went for a motorcycle ride with a, a fella. And uh I, I like having something, you know, humming between my legs. But or this just punished my cunt. Jesus Christ. What did he have an uncomfortable back seat? It's it's not even okay, a back seat is a uh no it's it's there's not a lot of padding on the back of his uh his bike. And it was four hours. Ah. Yeah, it was four hours. <clears throat> Does he listen to the show? Is he going to hear this? No. Sometimes. Dude. Get, get, her, get, her, get her one of those little ring, Get her one of those little hemorrhoid rings. I, I seriously. <laughs> just a hemorrhoid ring on the bike, just under her cunt. I literally, I got off the bike, and I'm like, you know, if you break it, we don't, we don't get to play afterwards. Like seriously, uh, he's like, oh, he will go out. He was like, oh no, it's, he'll, <laughs> he'll be like fucking surgical gauze, just creating this mound with cotton. I was and like, dude, I was and, like, what, what the fuck is wrong with your bike? Why is your bike seriously punishing my cunt and ass? Like, because then I shift it because I'm like, my, 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 my poor vagina, it's. 
And it's not even just like the labia. It's like, it's basically taint. And it's like the muscles in between. And it's just like, it's just getting slammed. Every bump, everything just, just. You're going to have to stop bringing your own cushions. Hemorrhoid ring. And I'm like, hemorrhoid hemorrhoid ring. Just show how badass you are. You got to wear like total like biker slut wear. And then just come up. Wow, wow. Hemorrhoid ring. Little pink hemorrhoid ring. And then put it down and be like, I like a Harley man. Well, and then like to try and take pressure off of it. Because I'm like, okay, I just, I can't do another two hours of that. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to basically push with my legs, push with my legs for the next two hours. So I I got like the workout. I have like thighs of steel and now I'm like, I I just can't move. I'm going to, I'm going to make just a strange recommendation. They call it Uber (laughs) (laughs) or fucking Lyft or taxi. Uh, You know, at that point you just got to, you know. Because you haven't ridden a lot. Yeah. I, well, not in a long time. Yeah. yeah. So j- just jumping on a four yeah. hours on a not-so-cushiony cushion. My cunt hurts. <sighs> I, just, medical I just like that we get to use the... Uh, did that just make you so happy? It did. It, it did. <laughs> um, oh, oh, safety tip. We do have a safety tip in Potato Mayhem Mark, uh, who is obviously more observant than I am. Oh, no. What did you do to her? No, no, it was nothing. It was just an observation that (laughs) that she had that she's like, well, this is just normal. Duh. And I'm like, I never thought of that. And and Bunger never thought of that. Oh, it's it's Bunny Unger. Oh, look at the look. It's not a it's not a nice name. What's wrong with Bunger? Like, Are you serious? <laughs> like it's, it's too close to bunghole. Yeah. Nobody wants to be called Ooh, a bunghole. Little bunghole. You're the no. cutest little bunghole in the world. No, she's shaking I, her I'm head. I'm seeing a whole lot of asshole she, over here. You should just, like, no. Bunny's I just really thought I could get Bunger to stick. No, nope. not. Bunger, this you is. You know, you can unger, do this tiny is what happens unger. when you're not here. You can do alternative Bunger, but oh. Bunger, no. no. All right. Fucking fine. Bunny Bunger. All right, then. Bunny, Bunny Bunger. At least make some bunny ears. Little bunny ears. Oh, I forgot them. Oh, I'm sad now. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, at least you can tell us what's happening. We're in the supposed chat room. to. We're supposed to do an yeah. Easter egg hunt. What's going on in the chat room? Um, we're talking about being naked in chat, oh. and we're wondering what a uh, consent fetish is. Oh, we're gonna talk consent about that. Fetish. Oh, we are gonna, gonna talk, talk about, about that. that. Yeah. All right. No, Antarctica. So a lot of people put on FetLife. They put that they live in Antarctica to kind of, you know, either be cute or mostly to hide the yeah, city. Yeah, they where they're at. Because you have the to city. put something. Yeah, yeah, you have to put something. So they put Antarctica. And so I figured that pretty much takes care of it. And then Mark's just like, well, yeah, but then if they don't have 12,000 friends, you go to their page and you see they're signed up to 90 events in a specific city and all of their friends are in a specific city. So you now pretty much can guess that is where they live. And I'm like, I never thought of that. And, and Mark's like, you didn't, that's just normal. And and then bunny was just like, I never thought of that either. Did you guys ever even, um, I specifically for mine, like, cause I live in a smaller suburb, right? Uh, I didn't put the smaller suburb. I specifically put LA. Yeah, so you put a bigger city yeah. for kind of farther away. Well, also, like, because F off, like, uh, my town is small. I know a lot of folks in my town. Right. They don't need to know that I'm coming out of there. So, but Los Angeles is freaking huge. But I think even even that, if there's people, 
yeah, there's not really a lot of ways around it if you're going to RSVP to events. But yeah. if you have stuff to lose or if you feel that there's people that are kind of stalking you or watching yeah, you or whatever, don't know why then, would do that. then ditch the profile yeah. and don't yeah. RSVP to stuff and yeah. don't add a bunch of, you know, I mean, keep... I mean, keep it just for information purposes only. Yes, paper doll. And you can turn the microphone oh. down. Like, no, you have to, you have to hop There you go. Since, since You're like our the only guest. Here. All right. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, no, I'm one of several, but okay. yeah. Okay. Um, for the, I do the same thing at this does too, as far as choosing the, the large city, because I'm in a pretty easily, you know, small town. And, um, you know, there's reasons why you want to be a little obscure. I, I don't know if it's, I don't, I'm not going to say particularly females, but in my case, I can only speak as such. Um, just because, you know, I got a crazy ex, <laughs> ex-husband and children. <laughs> and, you know, there are other people involved sometimes in your life that maybe don't want to, you know, you don't want to make it easy to find yourself. I, I do also the thing where I don't post face pictures or anything and, except to set it to friends only. Right. Granted, I mean, if somebody wants to stalk you hard enough, they will find you. They, and that's and, really, yeah. really bad. <laughs> But um, you have to consider your risk and your reward. Like, how much of yourself are you going to put out there and how much do you want to hold back? So all RSV events, or sometimes I might just see where I'm going. If they're going to be in my hometown, maybe I don't RSVP. I can maybe message the host, but I don't have to put out there that I'm going to that event. You do not. So there's totally ways to kind of keep a little bit of privacy and a little bit of a smoke screen and not that we're all like secret agents or whatever but like just more about the respect of the people that might be harmed by you being publicly kinky we all want to be like oh we should all be accepted but the reality is the world isn't really that accepting of no, everything we do <laughs> no so that's just another thing to think about you had one more oh so i say a uh, good call mark for bringing that up yeah good call very good Oh, oh, you get a smattering. A little smattering. You get a smattering. A little smattering, smattering. replies. All right, that's it. Uh, uh, what is a stop motion um, moment? Stop mo. Okay, uh, it it's kind of boring, but it's oh. also amazing. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, it it says my age, but for me, like literally, one of my first most inspirational highs was Gumby and Pokey. Aww, the, I love Gumby the claymation, and which neither of the girls have Ouch. ever heard of, because um, I'm old. And they're not. So um, I'll have to show them. Um, but it was just really horrible claymation from the 60s and early 70s. And it was this character gun. But when I was a little kid, it, it was, was awesome. it was amazing to me. It was horrible animation. It was horrible awesome. sound. Horrible everything. But I guess you didn't I, think that when you were a no, kid No, it. and no. And even watching it now, I have DVDs, you know, yeah. hidden away um, that I, you know, indulge in every now and again. Um, but it was a really special, you know, just that fascination. And it was something i always like said oh if i could do stop animation and then you learn about it and uh, <laughs> nightmare before christmas and all and you're like oh that's that's a lot of blah 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 and so and then programs are expensive and so i've tried things and they work kind of shitty and it doesn't you know and so finally i you know because i always figure out some bullshit technique i figured out a bullshit technique to just say take pictures out of my camera because it numbers them when you take thousand digital pictures and then if I put it in the timeline of my video editor, um, you know, Vegas Video, it'll put them in order. And then you just have to, you know, render it and then speed it up and, and speed it up until you get the speed you want and make the edits. So I actually went the other day and I'm like, holy shit, I can now do this. <laughs> and I went in the kitchen and I grabbed a bunch of jars of Play-Doh, which you're not, you're supposed to use modeling clay and blah, 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 and get a mold and, you know, get a little framework and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually it's going to happen. Um but I just wanted to do it, and I made, I printed out a little picture of a little guitar and laminated it, 
and then I made a little blobby yellow me, and I made it strum the guitar and fall over, and it kind of worked, and it just brought the second I put it up to, you know, the final render of it, it was just like, you know that scene in Ratatouille when they give the food critic that bite of Ratatouille, and it literally just zones him back to his childhood? You had that in, moment. In that moment, it was that moment, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've created Gumby. I've this is my gu- this is my Gumby, and it was horror, just shitty, you know, like fucking nine frames per second, shitty, and uh, just, but it was just such a neat moment, and I just got to see my whole life and all the things that I've tried to learn creatively and songwriting and storytelling and things like that, and to be you know, this age and to still be exploring and learning new things. It was just kind of a very, it was just a kind Aww. of cool little moment. And of course that it's going to go in some Zua videos, you know, cause that's all we do now is videos. So now we oh. can do stop animation. We're going to do like little's bumper car in the main room where they're all going to ride giant stuffies, like, you know, horses on the floor and have them all skid around and bump into each other. And so, yeah, we're doing, you know, so oh, it's kind of a new little trick and, and, uh, <laughs> I got all a little wait, sentimental. Wait, wait, wait. What? I got I got non-consensually uh, like touched by an otter. That's right. You didn't even tell us about the otter. I did. That's right. You went with your companda. I did, and my mamas. And your you guys all went and you swam with otters. I swam with otters. We went to Nurture by Nature, which is a really great um, educational uh, place down in. It's not quite San Diego. It's El Escondido, or yeah. yeah. And uh, they also had a sloth, which I squeed. Nice. Did you get to swim with the sloth? No, the you know, sloth was stayed dry. His name was Belt. Belt. Belt the sloth. Belt from uh, from Croods. Yep. The fucking Croods. Great movie. Yeah. And uh, I got to pet and hold and like squee at nine week old baby um, otter pups. Oh wow! They released released the horde <laughs> of them, and I just I just squeed. Uh, the whole time, oh God, and much. they thought you were fucking one of yeah, them because of the high pitched like, yeah, shit that they pretty do. Much, and uh, I just squeed at them, and they tried to eat my shoelaces. Oh, who's and this large, hairless fucking like, creature? <laughs> that sounds like us. And then uh, they had like fennec foxes there, and they had um, uh, an armadillo named Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, uh, yeah, which was awesome. I got to hold that one, and uh, then I got to swim with these otters, which were really awesome and super ADD. And uh, as otters are, and it was great because they you'd have all these toys and cups full of rocks. And the thing with otters is they can't leave it alone. That's that's the issue with otters. And they would take the rocks out of the cups, but then once they had them out, like they couldn't just have it, so they had to put it somewhere else. And they like hiding stuff. And the perfect place is like I don't know bathing suits. Nice. So you got so they otter sh- grope. Yeah, they shoved it down the front of my bathing suit, but because they're otters, they can't leave it alone. So they started so they, fondling. You yeah, got otter said, fondled? They said they were like, uh, I can't leave that rock there. So they like went back and oh. like would, like shoved like they're like not grabbed it back out and then shoved it down like the person next to me's top. And I'm like, oh, you little bastard. You're all total two-timing poly otters. I was like, oh. (laughs) This is like, damn it. (laughs) But the other funny thing was like occasionally like you'd like push off you or whatever. At one point, like I did scream 
because I felt this little fucking otter paw like reach down the back of my pants, like back of my, <laughs> like, like into my butt crack. Going, I'm hey, all, you want to buy a drink? Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> I got like right into my butt crack. I'm all, whoa, hey, that's my butt crack. Fucking otters. Fucking otters. <laughs> fucking otters. Non-consensual that otter play. Is, that is nice. <laughs> Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type freaky of thing you see on Fat or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Do I need to do new Fet Life jingles? I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> it was random. <laughs> <laughs> I just never listened to him. I'd I'm like, like to hear a new jingle. I mean, I know uh, you're all busy with your stop motion and your Zua and your videos, but it would be nice once in a while to have a new jingle. When's the last time you jingle. did a jingle for us? Uh-huh. Uh, what have you done for us lately, Boogie? Uh, wait, what was this one? I'm totally cool with it. No, no, that was like a sound. while. I'm totally cool with it. 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 Stop it. Fucking Sam. We haven't seen Sam nor a serial killer Sam. Because he hates you. Probably. What do we got? We got This time we got two. Not like last time where it was only one. Jesus, you fucking. Don't take one of my posts away, all right? Whatever. This time we're going to talk about Yaro's post called. Relationships don't need tests, motherfucker. I stuck the motherfucker. I feel like actually, yeah, I yeah. Did. but it was very aggressive. Very, it know, was, wasn't it? Very okay. Thug. Yero says, "I was told I wasn't good enough, and if I had been, things wouldn't be starting to rot. It doesn't matter what the sins of the sir have been, for those were also my fault. If I had been a better, deeper, truer slave, things would have been better." That is how Sir got away with abuse and betrayal. That is how he got away with putting my safety, health, and well-being on the line. And now on the other end, I am learning to stand, learning that even if I had all, he had all my trust, he was not trustworthy. I will never allow myself to be in any kind of relationship wherein I must pass tests, jump through fiery hoops to prove my love, my devotion, my submission, do things that make me unsafe or uncomfortable just to show I love someone. Negotiations and full consent will be members of all my relationships. Bravo, here, here. Excellent. Here, here. Kind of sad, but kind of typical. You know, just it's it yeah. is. This it's is, unfortunate that it is. It's 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 sadly a common theme. It's not just a kink theme. Yeah. It's yeah. an identity thing. It's anytime you come into a situation where you have an identity in your head that I want to be this, whether it's married, in a relationship, you know, engaged, kinky, poly, you know, whatever it is, a lot of people go into their new fan or their fantasy relationship that they've had there and they have their Cinderella picture in their mind of what it's supposed to be and then they get there and it's different but it has maybe elements of that fantasy and then you start questioning you're like well shit because you've only had one you've only had one of these relationships so you start going well is this what it really is you know if i want this fantasy this is bdsm relationship where i'm the slave and whatever i've heard this so many times from so many people who are new not just females, males as well, that are like, you know, I thought it was, this is what it was supposed to be. So when they did the shit that you know, you know you have intuition and instincts, 
and you know this is wrong. This is not right. But there's that voice and the manipulation in your head that says, well, if I want to be a slave, then I guess this is what you have to do. And it's like, no, uh. that's not. And that's what classes and podcasts and information or whatever to see that that's what this is a perfect example why a open bdsm community with collaborative information and multiple life experiences is so important if you're going to explore this lifestyle and i can't get into too many details about this but i recently had a situation where i had to for a friend have um for a family member had an intervention and I literally went through with it, went down there. Um, it was for their family member and did a surprise thing where I went under an alias and talked to this person um, posing as someone who was looking to hire her just to get her alone so I could talk to this person and say, right. hey, because uh, she was in an abusive relationship and the dude was literally claiming it's because I'm a master and blah, sure. blah, blah. And it was a... And this was her first experience with BDSM and he, you know, used all the right buzzwords, but she didn't know it was her first time ever being involved in kink. And like I sat down and like, luckily I had like, it was funny. I had one of our podcast cards in my purse randomly. Right. And when I said, Hey, you know, your family brought me in because I have been in the lifestyle for X amount of years. I do have experience in DS and SM, you know, here, like, Here's my card. We do a podcast. They brought me in because they tried to they they're trying to get more information and understand your your dynamic and you know, but I'm here to listen to your side of it and I want to find out what's going on and um they told me some things that brought up some red flags. Can I I want to hear your side. What, you're telling me people are not understanding your dynamic. Please let me hear about your dynamic. Right. And then she took a few minutes and started talking about it. And I'm like, Sue, you're all, oh, <laughs> those are actually red flags, even to those that are red flags. And it's funny. And as we're talking, you could see her and I'm, I'm like listening. And I told her, I'm like, look, I'm not going to judge what you have set up. And I showed her like, and I and I literally showed her the scar on my chest. I'm like, look, I have bled for my relationships. I, I proudly wear scars for my relationships. And no one can judge me from those relationships. But the things that you are telling me, I'm sorry, hun, but these are these are sounding very much like abuse wrapped in 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 the cloak of DM of, of BDSM. These are not these are not things that we would normally see in the lifestyle and like as i'm explained to her these are not things that we would normally see much like what this poor person you know is talking about where her safety was not you know taken to consent you know where even during you know discussions and so forth where they're giving excuses to basically one of the things that they said where you know you're given a platform where it's not um it's an uneven playing field so if things are what you know t- difficult discussions are not brought up because all you the person who doesn't want to have these discussions all they have to do is say no we're not having this conversation right it's not fair and it's not fair for the bottom so it's it's anytime you're in this kind of a you know position any submissive or slave or whoever you identify as just remember like especially nowadays 
with the popularity of BDSM, abusers are fucking clever. And they, they will train. Yeah, yeah they, they will they they use read. things like this as cloaks for a f- a further defense. I know? mean, but but that is this is atypical of every relationship mm-hmm. where there is a person who is the manipulator who knows that I just need to beat on your psychology and make you feel bad about yourself long enough so that you will you're not going to do better than me. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. You're obviously to bl- and it, you know, it's not always something that happens in the first day. Oh, yeah, you know, no, this is something that just happens over time if they work you down over time. And the scariest thing is this poor woman literally had said to me I said, well, why don't, why weren't you talking to your mom or your family or whatever? I'm like, in the lifestyle, we don't encourage you not to speak to your family. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, why didn't you talk when your family was, you know, asking? And she's like, oh, well, you know, my sir is just so much smarter than I am. So he talks for me. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, oh. You know, and now (laughs) that is a, a big cringe for everyone. But, you know. There is a balance to everything. There are reasons when you give that power exchange to someone that you, let's say, take this in a positive tone. Mm -hmm. Say this is somebody you respect, somebody that you know has your best interest at heart, communicates with you, is open with you, sees that you have trouble talking to your family, and then takes a little bit of control in those conversations you have with that family. That can be actually be a positive thing. In many cases, it is not a positive thing. It is trying to isolate you. This is a standard abusive tactic to isolate you from your friends, family, and loved one so you become codependent on them. So that's very normal. But I don't want to get, I don't want to, I always want to leave that little, hey, sometimes the in DS some, yeah, is, in some is of very these positive. Relig- and also in some of these, some families are shit. Some families are abusive. And the flip side is there is cases where, uh, the DS and masters and, and um, dominance do take their these, submissives yeah. out of these situations where the family are abusive or assholes. Right. So these people are toxic. Fl- you know, I don't want you to. So talk flip to them. side of that, that was not the case in this situation. No, paper doll. Did you have something? Yeah, I, I think you got the psychology part really. Uh, that's a, a big part of it. Um, some of these behaviors that you get, where you get into, where you're prone to having unhealthy relationships, or stuff that started um, way before you even thought about having romantic relationships. Like when you're a kid, stuff happens, and that forms your idea of what kind of relationship you want. And I think when you look at going into any kind of relationship with another person, I think the the best questions I've been asked in my current relationship was when we first met. Um, basically he said, what are you hoping to get out of this? Like, what do you want in a relationship? You know, it wasn't my first relationship. Granted, it's easy to look back in hindsight and think, wow, that would have been a really good question to ask before I got married at 23, you know, <laughs> or whatever. But now that I'm older and, and have some, some experience there, you can think, yeah, actually, am I doing this just because I like the idea of being half of a couple? Or am I doing it to fill a void? Or am I doing it because I think it's really cool and I want to be in the cool kid club? And I think everybody who has a partner, like, I'm nothing without a partner. I don't, you know, and that's something I would say is really um, gender identity kind of specific. Like women, I think, are more conditioned to think that our value is judged on whether or not we have a partner. So there's a lot of stuff there that, you know, I can speak from my age and my, my, my identity. But where if you feel like as a single woman, you don't really stand on your own two feet and you do get less social capital being single. 
you might jump into a really shitty situation just to say, well, I have a boyfriend, so that makes me a valid person now. <laughs> like, I'm a whole person now. I'm, I'm, he completes me. And once you are so bought into that idea of like, well, we're part of a couple and I've invested this time and, you know, we've made an effort. Now we're a couple together. You might be willing to accept a little more crap. And so it's sort of like being a frog who gets boiled slowly. Sure. If that stuff kind of creeps in, you don't really feel it right away. But over time, it kind of eats away at you. And then you might be realizing before it's too late, you might have, you know, you might have been in the situation where you're like, you've handed over total control and. You know, you can't even really see it. Your friends kind of have to come in and, you know, like you said, do an intervention. And then, you know, they're so bought into it. Like, but I've been with this person for, for years. The, I <laughs> used know? to hear I that. I used to drive me collar, crazy. You know? I, I've been in it. And that's just, I mean, yeah. that doesn't matter. Kink or not yeah, no, kink. Yeah. You hear that all the time. I've oh, done so six much. years. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going to throw all that. You've already, already yeah. thrown it away. <laughs> water if under you've the had bridge. six <laughs> shitty years, it's already trash. Yeah. So just move on. With a new life. You can always start over. You can always get meet someone. And, and you shouldn't just accept it because you put in the time. You're never going to get a trophy at the end of that. Even yeah, if the trophy no. is your wedding ring or yeah. your collar or whatever the fuck it is. It's worthless if you're a miserable person. <laughs> you know, so something I, to, to think. And I, I always had issues when people said like, oh, I found my other half. Well, that means you were only half a person to begin with. So yeah, right there you you're, yeah. you're you have a lot of yeah. I'm like ooh, <laughs> but that's I but, mean, but that's yeah. humanity. Is that yeah. there's self doubt and you enter these things. If it's, gosh, we could talk yeah. forever about but the really, psychology. But I will say this: uh, one, some of the things I really liked about this post was the fact that even though she went through all these struggles and as much as and trust me, even outside of kink, I I basically realized my my first major big time relationship that I spent five years with like there was a lot of gaslighting there was a lot of like I could not much like this poor person with the you know their their sir there's whether she did something right or didn't do something right there was there was there was no way she was going to win right her problems or his like it there was no way this person was going to win so but at the end of this even though it was really difficult I love the fact that she now has a set of standards where she's like, no. And she was able to at least at the end come out with a stronger sensibility and knows where like a self-worth be a new, like, even though, even though a lot of this hurts and it's really hard to find, um, inner strength after a really shitty fucking relationship, at least on the other side, if it, if you can, you can at least find, you know, you can find a better you sometimes on the other side. And let's hope that's where she is. It yeah. sounds like. That yeah, there's still work to said. be done. Yeah. You have the anger and the resolve like I got fucked and oh, yeah, God damn it. I'm never going to do that again. If you are not willing to put in the time effort to do that personal work to grow yourself beyond where you went into this relationship with the likelihood is the sad likelihood is is after a little bit of time you're going to get lonely you're going to start lowering your standards the bar is going to lower and now you're going to let history repeat itself so this time is a great time but now it is the time to do the work go to the therapy the groups learn things self-help all the shit that you do to make yourself more dependent on yourself and not other people and then that way when those situations do come along, you will have enough self-love and respect to instantly remember that bar and to say, I'm not doing that again. I don't deserve this. Yeah. Excellent. Good for you, Yaro. Thank you for letting us talk about your post. And I hope that anybody listening to this who is and we've anywhere all been there. near this kind we of thing. Oh, gosh. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So keep, keep fighting the good fight. This is not an uncommon no, <laughs> not an uncommon issue. Okay, so our next one is by Lazarus Touch. <laughs> Lazarus, a longtime listener, who's going to be coming to show one hundred and bringing us the buttons he has. I don't even know us. what you're just buttons. You keep talking about buttons because you don't realize that as you throw out stuff like, hey, I don't know. You'll see because I keep writing them I down. Just, hey well, man, you said whatever this, these... we said this, and this was said, and I I'll I'll send these to Lazarus, and I'm like, this will be a good button. He's like, okay, and he put them in the buttons. So. And uh, he actually emailed us, and, and I'm sure you didn't see it. Probably not. No, and said, here's the buttons I've got so far. Feel what? free to edit these. Oh, that's... <laughs> see, see, Abyss doesn't know either. We got Everybody buttons. has access to the Gmail account. Fucking it is not my buttons. fault if nobody is reading. Who doesn't love a fucking button? Oh, my God. Bunny Unger! <laughs> yeah. You like buttons? Yes. That's great. Look, see? everyone gets buttons. Is there anything going on in the chat room? Bunny Unger? Uh, um... <laughs> Well, we were rhyming things with a dom, so we we were talking about like bomb doms and like oh, good things, Lord. and then we were talking about like dough doms and stuff. And if you had like a baking faux? dom, that'd what be cool. What about like a faux dom? This is what happens when you let faux. a little run the chat room. <laughs> this is awesome. What are you talking about? I like that she's just holding her bouncy ball. It just it's just going to be like at some point someone's going to be talking about something serious and she'd be like la 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 You're stupid. <laughs> you're a poopy pants. You're stupid. Honey oh, you're doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. <laughs> Good job. Okay, so let's let's get into the next one. Right. La- Lazarus wrote a post called The Fetish of Consent. Okay. Consent isn't just the bedrock of safe play. It also happens to be a fetish of mine. I like there to be absolutely no doubt about intentions or permissions so that I don't come off creepy in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Come off, not come on. (laughs) You've seen animals go through their mating rituals. They make a big show of it. None of this cool, understated, peering across a crowded bar, bullpucky. The plumage goes up and the battle begins, boogie. (laughs) What? (laughs) Plumage? You've cacawed. Uh-huh. I mean, he has cacawed. <laughs> I try to impress in my own way through intellectually stimulating talks about sexuality. You know, the hot stuff. <laughs> that just sounded lame. <laughs> but that's just it. To me, it's incredibly hot to talk things out. And by so doing, cultivate a high level of understanding with clear expectations, which builds trust, which allows for a connection to develop, and then possibly an attraction. I'm not trying to play hard to get, but I only ever make advances after explicit consent, because I am a motherfucking gentleman. Like a motherfucking gentleman. <laughs> motherfucking gentleman. Not like those damn otters. <laughs> but you know what? Those otters got the play, didn't they? Otters almost got punted. <laughs> Otter punt. <laughs> Ah, I feel uh, like I feel like this. I feel like his kind of play turns your crank. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> really? Do you? Does that? Is it show? Does it really? Is that? What, yeah, you have been all drippy, I, hot, I, and bother for this post. <laughs> You're all like, you, you mm, love, you consent love, beat into the ground. You love, love it. You love so much talking and like. Let's discuss this consent, and we'll talk about how this is going to go. I can't help it. I love it. <laughs> Told you. 
<laughs> I like reading this post. I'm like, yes, that's me. Y'all do it. You're a masturbator. Talk, talk, talk to me. Talk Tell to me, me about longer. it, baby. <laughs> talk to me longer. Ask Make me it more last about my an hour. Experiences. Let's talk about it some more. <laughs> oh, look, the room sign up expired. Guess we'll just have to talk some more and then maybe think about playing some other time when our schedules don't conflict. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, consent is obviously <laughs> really important but i'm just like looking at this going what but, yeah, yeah. I, but i'm sorry i just i know that a lot of people don't like this but i i just do and if so creative explorer likes it too but i think i'm even wearing on him because the other yeah, day we're talking about i don't know what we were talking about something that we're thinking of maybe bringing other players and we're discussing well how is that going to work and we have to get tested more often and on and on and on and after a while, he goes, okay, I think we pretty much uh, talk this into the ground. And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> I, think we pretty much- I, I drove Creative Explorer to say that? <laughs> I think maybe, maybe I'm getting out of hand. Maybe I'm getting a little out of control. This, is how, this is how you get a dick in the mouth. That is. Come here. That <laughs> is. I think we've had just about enough out of you. <laughs> now that your jaw is warmed up, it's like, uh, here's this, this is, face this, rape for this, you. That is that is enough talking for now. Here, have a cock. <laughs> and there uh, we go. Yeah, you need to shut your fucking mouth. Uh, <laughs> I am yeah. not a gentleman, by the way. No, um, you're not. Because, um, uh, uh, I you think, look, you're like, how do I say this? Before, before I, you I, get into your crazy, well, I think we should hear from Paper okay, Doll. Okay, Paper Doll, go, no, go ahead. I kind of wanted to hear his crazy first. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, the crazy is is this. Um, oh, I like I just got into your position. Yeah, no, no, that's it. fine. I, I, I get in the position. There is a balance. There is absolutely a balance. And I know a lot of these and people. And hold, hold on. We are starting by saying, in the BDSM lifestyle, we really do want consent. That's right. I'm not avoiding consent. I'm saying that. This is just a disclaimer, that's all. I'm not avoiding consent, but what I'm saying, in this fine BDSM lifestyle, um, this this lifestyle of bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, kink, rough sex, sometimes you can talk yourself out of the pussy. Sometimes you can just keep talking or dick. And you can keep talking, and you can keep talking, and sometimes you can talk so much that and someone you, will stick you, a dick in your mouth. You build <laughs> no, you build this kind of integrity. Well, I'm going to talk these things to death, so I can always know. And a lot of these guys despise me in the dungeon because while they're having these lengthy conversations with people who came into the dungeon for bondage, discipline, and sadomasochism, not necessarily all talk. They're not playing with anyone because they're not able to just put it on the table. You can talk. You can talk very quick. You can get consent really quickly by finding out what somebody's into and what they are willing to do and putting the ball in there. I have had scenes that have started literally in 40 seconds of meeting someone just by saying, and, not, and I'm not talking like roofie, sneak <laughs> up, like, that's you know, that, that would only take 20 seconds, but I give uh. the extra... I give the extra 20 because, you know, consent and my reputation. Um, but you can literally be like, hi, how are you doing? Great. What do you, you know, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm here to do this. Are you interested in playing? Are you, what do you, what kind of things do you like? How do you feel about hair pulling? Oh, uh, you like it. Cool. 
That was an actual, <laughs> yeah, that, that was an actual thing. Mm-hmm. You still allow for consent, but a lot of times what happens, and everyone's had their experiences, nobody wants to be accused of something uh, inappropriate. That's a big fear that we all have, especially the dudes, to be accused of that you were a predator and you didn't give consent, you know, you didn't allow for consent, whatever. Um, so I'm not saying that there's not something that there's risks. And but, especially if you play more sexually. But there is a time where you just have to present the adult person on the other end with a scenario that says, I want to be included. Are you here to play? You can ask that actually relatively quick. And they, and then now you give them the ability to be responsible adults for themselves and say, I am here to play. Then you can say, what types of things do you like? Do you like biting? Yes. Now you're in that conversation. And four minutes later, you've now negotiated. You have consent. You have parameters for your scene. Go fucking play. And you also may want to, if you are doing quick and dirty uh, negotiations like that, you may also want to uh, ask about marks. <laughs> just just a quick heads up. Paper doll? Yeah, so I'm assuming his post is generally thinking about pickup play. And, you know, yeah, so you're going to be overcautious. And so I get where he's coming from, that he wants to play it really safe and, like, overly explicit but I, I if somebody came at me with that and was really trying to lay it on thick about how much consent of mine they were getting start i would not trust him i would start <laughs> to think like what are you gonna do to me and like why are you being this explicit like what what are you covering for and how much of this is a pose so it would bring out my suspicion a little bit um because i i also feel like my intelligence would be underestimated a little bit because it's like okay now you're babying me <laughs> you know you're not assuming that i came here i'm an adult i came here to get laid or i came here to play or i came here to do whatever i came here to do and that i'm not a big girl and i can't use my own words to describe what i want so yeah you can ask me how to play and we can talk about it but to like really okay but if i do this thing and if i put my finger here is that okay but if i move it down is that okay and if i do this is that still okay i'd be like okay shut up <laughs> you know like yeah you do lose interest you can make uh, getting explicit consent in a pickup play, um, an ongoing consent in a pickup play scene work. You can make it hot by checking in, you know, going, hey, I, I, you know, I want to do this. Is it cool? If, you know, are you, it's, yeah, that's negotiating, negotiating during, during a scene. scene you're not supposed well, to do that. Not what I'm saying is like, if you already know you're allowed to do it, go like, is this? No, is yeah, this yeah. Okay? You can continue. Yeah. You said yeah, I could put fingers in you. Right. Does this still feel good? Mm-hmm. That's ensuring that they're still up with what you you had because you might have thought like oh i thought we covered that i thought we were good and now you know you're worried that the person's gonna say oh actually i didn't like you grabbing my boobs or whatever so you know it doesn't hurt to check in along the way that could be a i think that's mid-scene yeah. i think we're talking i was talking about getting there yeah. obviously well, he during described this- it as a fetish for consent and so to me that's almost like that becomes his play right like right. his play is like "Ooh, we're so sexy we're negotiating and it's so hot and i'm going to talk about all the things i'm going to do to you and you're so into it that can be a form of play. Sure. But it also can be a little bit masturbatory. <laughs> and like you're not, act- I mean, I guess there's, there's, there's a point if, if like you do actually want to do that or are you just going through the practice of doing that so you get really good at negotiating? I think it's, it is pretty easy to understand if someone wants to do what you want to do. Um, the difference is dungeon play and king play were all very kind of rigid in how we do it. Whereas if you went to a bar, it'd be a lot quicker and dirtier. So. Somewhere finding a balance between those two worlds. I like the balance. And there is, you know? and I don't want to say, like, it's, it, it is person to person. 
it is about having people skills. You, you there don't, are you don't people. Kill the chemistry. There you are know? people that I have gone in to play with in minutes of meeting them because they are fucking there to play, and they let you know right off. I'm here to play, and then you say this is what I do, and and then when you get into the scene, you say this is how I do it, yeah. and then there's people that you can see are not solid, mm-hmm. you know, that they are kind of shaky and, you know, kicking their feet and they're like, yeah, they might want to do something or whatever. Well, then you use your brain and you take more time to make them comfortable. And if you don't play that night and you just do groundwork, I do a lot of groundwork with people where you never play with them uh, on the first night that you meet them. But it, it's just... I think if I felt so tentative about playing with the person that I had to over-negotiate that way, yeah, I'd have to really night. evaluate myself. Like, is this really I don't a know I if it's necessarily with? over-negotiating. I mean, also, he's also talking more sexually. And I will, I will throw this out there, especially for the gentleman in the room kind of a situation. Gentlemen, I'm the only where, dude where? in here. I mean, <laughs> I am the only dude in this room. I yeah, like it. He's I, certainly not a gentleman. Uh, but I, I'm talking like, you know, in podcast land. Yeah. Um, I wasn't talking to you. Uh, I was like, talking to Mark. No, <laughs> and she ain't no gentleman. Uh, I mean, realistically, getting consent, especially when it comes to sexually, it you, especially in this lifestyle, you really want explicit because it can come back and bite you in the ass ten times harder. Yeah. So. And, and I think it is really, it is one of those things that this is a, a place where your reputation will haunt you. And even the rumor of you doing something a little funky is going, whether it was justified or not, is going to follow you. So, yeah, I get how um, people are really wanting to be overcautious. And also, he was talking about not being creepy. Because that is something, too. If you get labeled creepy in this like lifestyle, you really don't want to get labeled creepy. So, well, like, I, yeah. It depends on the type of creepy. I mean, there's our cool Hollywood creepy. daddy is creepy as fucking hell. And Uncle creepy it. is creepy as hell. But they're creepy in a way that you understand mm-hmm. the creepy. Yeah. I kind of go with Kathy's Awkward definition, which is like, yeah. she likes creepy dudes, too. I kind of like creepy dudes. There's nothing harmful about someone flirting with me that I'm not into. It might be a little creepy, but I, I also want to reserve my right to say no and go away. There's a big difference, though, on that kind of creepy. And like, then we Persistent, also, yeah. we have creepy, we have creepy and creepers. So, okay. So, so let's say creepy can be either positive or negative, yeah. but creeper is somebody that doesn't take no for an answer yeah. and doesn't learn. Yeah. Following those, me to the parking those, lot. That's creeper. That's, <laughs> you know, or, that's calling security. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> you know. yeah. Well, that's, everything you guys have maybe said. Maybe she just aside, needed to be walked out. I, I totally get what. What you're all saying I absolutely do you can over negotiate you can talk yourself out of the pussy or the dick you can come off like you don't trust like uh, paper doll said you don't trust that the other person has a brain and can think for themselves uh, you can kill the chemistry you can take the spontaneity out of it uh, I think that what he's talking about is he, he may be making a joke maybe when he says it's the fetish of consent but I understand 100% mm. what he's talking about because it is almost a fetish to have that wordplay with somebody, to listen to somebody who is coming up with ways of saying things that you don't understand, or they're able to zero in on something that's in your mind, it drives me crazy. And I love talking to people who are smarter than me, more intellectual than me, can use words better than me. And that play, it's it's like taking me on a journey and it escalates and it gets better as it goes along and of course I've had conversations with people that it does not go that way and I'm bored out of my mind but I understand what he's talking about because 
the more I talk to somebody, the more attracted I be I can become with to them. I can I, I it completely um, changes the way I see that person and it engenders trust, which in, is a huge turn on to me because I can let down all my guards. So. It, it is absolutely something that I, I love doing, and I understand what he's talking about 100%. So when he gets here, mm-hmm. no, he's for show 100, you guys so can just sit there and just negotiate. We'll trade buttons. Negotiate. We'll trade buttons. Negotiate. <laughs> no. Just negotiate. Bring a little hemorrhoid ring for uh, this is buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's also, it may also, to honestly, be how you play, too. Like, what, what, how, what turns you on about play? Sure. You know, so. So, in other words, we gave eight thousand angles for this, but just uh, everybody know, has something to say, but, which, which is what what makes it a good post. So. But the bottom line is, get your goddamn consent. Get your, get your at consent. At whatever level you. No, get. it just uh, at any level, get your consent. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, the weird one. She turned the light on. Dick. <laughs> she turned the light on. Turn it on. Yeah, never mind. Unger does the same thing. What's up? Yes, Bunny Unger. Um, the chat room wants to know if you'll do something special for them on the 100th episode. Uh, okay. Let them know what? on episode 100 at this point, um, we have uh, we are going to be getting uh, Kathy Spackelheimy drunk. Okay. Ooh, tipsy. No, you're getting fucking loaded. I am not. You're getting lit. No. And then um uh fucking machine. Okay. We, we have the do fucking machine. Do they have machine. something in mind? They do. They have oh. a suggestion. Okay. What? They would like Boogie to get pegged, preferably gangbang pegged. <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's a great a, idea. Just That is that's great. Wow. Thank you. Tell them uh and uh, wow. yeah, that's the blue light came on. Little blue Was light. Was there more? <laughs> no, they're pretty no, satisfied with that. So yeah, wow. if I uh, take it up the manhole, then uh, uh, we've satisfied wow. the uh, twelve or fifteen people in I'm the gonna, chat. Room. I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say that's a no because I do not want to be here. But I do appreciate them reaching out. Pat them on the head gently. Thank you, Bunny Younger. <laughs> By the way, you're the one volunteering for the fucking machine, right? Ah, that oh. mute. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you remember last show, show ninety-seven? We talked. I, no, I, I read Emily's post. I don't. Emily's email where she said she was having trouble falling asleep, and we oh, helped. That's right. Oh, oh shit! It's oh, wait. That? It's after fifty oh, minutes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Emily. <laughs> oh, tentacles. Whoa. Let's oh. wrap Emily in some tentacles. My cuttlefish. Oh, that's right. Let's change. Let's all be cuttlefish and be all. <laughs> Stop it! That's gross. And then they turn I'm into fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the there's demons, and then a satanic logo, you know, comes up here from the heaven and crawls yeah, down, yeah. and the walls start dripping wax. Ooh. And then an arm comes out from Emily's the center of Emily's bed. All right. Remember we asked, she mentioned she had a sex dream right after listening to saying we wanted to know what that sex dream was. She wrote, oh, no. wrote to us and said, the dream was me surrounded by young hot girls rubbing fried chicken legs on their nipples Whoa. seductively. You what? said that. Didn't no, but she no, she just, she said something about, it, Oh, she just said it was chicken, she chicken wings. She yeah. didn't say, yeah. She didn't say what the chicken she was She says, about. seems like something Boogie would like. Huh? She I'm says, down. also, I was dozing off when Boogie said, wake up, Emily, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> totally made my day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, I gotta, I if I remember, I got to think of weird shit to say to Emily while she's falling mark, asleep. Yeah. People and then remember like two shows ago in 96 no, we talked about. I don't. Stop well, saying that. Well, you say, oh, oh, it's rhetorical. Rhetorical, you oh. dumbass. <laughs> remember? I thought you were like, you remember? I'm like, no. Fuck she's well, not let me remind you. talking no. to you. <laughs> Abyss. Hi. Hi. Remember Hi. back when. Show no. 96, we talked about a post by Don't Get It Twisted. And she talked about I think it was called uh, Sydney University, like, Stops You Getting Laid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That disclaimer that people put on oh, their the ch- profile. The, the, the chick that was bent over oh. with her titties hanging. Now he remembers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that we were talking yeah. about the post. I don't remember the post. He was relatively uh, bored, and then yeah. he goes, "Wait a minute!" Oh, he's like, "That's, that's a, a hot oh, chick, isn't yeah. it?" With a picture of the legs and everything. Yeah. Oh, tell oh, us yeah, she can come yeah, to the show yeah, anytime. Yeah. Well, she writes to us. Oh no! And <laughs> she says, "Just heard the show and was in tears with laughter." Tell Boogie when I moved back Good to San Diego. <laughs> My lust made Dude, her cry. Dude, your, your ADD <laughs> is making us cry. Shut up and let me finish this. Okay. You don't deserve this, by the way, what I'm about to tell you. You, should, like, you don't no. fucking deserve it. Tell Boogie when I move back to San Diego, I might pop by LA for a day and say hi if you'll have me. <sighs> yeah, Boogie will have her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't come, don't get it. We're <laughs> warning you. Run, Run in the other direction. Run. I'm just looking Run. at my girls, and I'm like, so you want to, uh, you guys want to, a uh, little play play with a, a listener? She shows up. Notice I'm just assuming that she means to play. No, she no, she's just come by. She's just going to come by and say hi. And as usual, well, this is where consent is going to come in because you need to. You walk in the love lab. You better just ground. walk in with a little crucifix up. Because we got uh, Bunny I Unger and meant. Mark, and they're voraciously they girl attacky. They put you to shame. They do. Mm. Put me to shame. I mean, they actually have, you know, spines. Yeah. Aww. All right, I'm going to talk about one more. Wait a minute. Let's show. go back to let's No, go back no, to no. So when that is she planning a, on coming that's down? That's all she said. I want to make sure that everything's You know, you can always just check the emails. I... Yeah, no. but what are you going to do? Oil yourself up and down? I am ready for my pegging. <laughs> ready to take it right up my manhole. Right, right up the pooper. Right in the pooper. I can, I can loan you. I can loan you my hemorrhoid ring. God, so I've got just. I'm totally cool with it. Oh, <laughs> I've got just one more from the the same show. Remember, powered by he wrote about like that. Mostly when you dress like a woman, people oh. think you want to be submissive. That's a good. Oh right, 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 Remember, right, right. and you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, played your song "Skirt Wearing Man" for him. That's and right. Okay, so one of the things that we were all wondering after this was what kind of community he was in. Remember, mm-hmm. like, um, if it was a small community. Yeah, or like or some people know. are so entrenched in that stereotype that. Uh, anyway, so I usually email people after we've talked uh, about their posts, and I say, you know, hey, it's not, it's a show, whatever. Take a listen, and so he wrote back, and he says. I've been listening. Fantastic. You are all hilarious, insightful, and authentic. My three favorite qualities. I'm honored to be part of it. And Skirt Wearing Man totally made my month. Yes. For what it's worth. Someone actually liked a song I wrote? I, know, I can't Jesus believe it. Jesus Christ. I had to double check that one. <laughs> For what it's worth, Thank L.A. You. is certainly a, a much different place than the Midwest and the rest mm, of the country for that matter. Yeah. But... It's a little rough out there. I sometimes. recently went to a large con here, dressed up, and experienced a ton of support and love. Oh, I still stand by my fears and observations of the world at large, but as I suspected, my local kink people continue to remind me how awesome and loving they are. Fantastic. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad Fantastic. he got some love. I love getting that kind of feedback. I, I'm also really glad that his local community gave him some love. Yes. So. I, I'm glad that local communities are now being uh, spawning. 
and creating and yeah. that this is now something that people recognize like oh hey we should support this you know it used to just be so fringe you know because it wasn't really talked about that nobody really put anyone on their radar and it's just nice now that people are i mean it just makes it better when you group together if you have a place that you yeah. can yeah. and we're very spoiled here it uh, is yeah i just booked two more years of teas yay two more years of teas with sandra into Two thousand which is our trans I forgot what it's I don't know. Trouble. It's the trans cross dressing uh, yes. you know, come as you are yeah. and just and it's just a great it's great to have that party and and uh people just come up and dress up and sometimes don't even play. They're just so happy to have a place to just dress up and look in the mirror and, and be who they are. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for having that party. That's one of my favorites that it exists just because it is a place that when I think if you are cross-dressing or trans or anything, it's it's really a hard time to find places that do accept you. There's so many rules that that opt that particular permutation out that it's um you know really yeah wow. <laughs> the time like uh, if you go to like some femdom events, they don't want cross-dressers or trans girls topping, or if you go to certain oh, yeah. right, you know right, there's right. a lot yeah. of like if then but diagrams that you have to kind of go into and like you you get um you know visio charted right out of play. <laughs> so it's really nice that wow. that there's some support there, and I've gone to it, and it's been a really welcoming place for me. I, I get the luxury of being a you know bisexual girl, and we're welcome at every party. So like I don't have to deal with this problem, but you know I'm, I I love a lot of people that do have that problem. So it's nice to feel welcome. Oh, awesome! Oh, yeah, Jesus, uh, a great party. Jesus happening this weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, Saturday. it is this weekend. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now with a therapist named Boogie. That absolutely is not a therapist. Um. I believe that I forgot to write down oh, what? our some fucking advice. You don't know. You don't remember? There was a, is it? What is it? Oh, I didn't write it I down. Forgot. I forgot. You, do, you don't remember? Okay. What did it say on the board? Self-inflecting pain. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. Son okay. of a bitch. What? All right. So I can't read it. Because we can I, paraphrase it. it. We can all paraphrase I can, it. I read. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, read it, Hold please. On. Una moment, the poor before. Yes. Was it long? It, I put it on the. Um, oh, you put no, it. On I put it on our sheet. That, oh, okay, okay. That, and this is the only one of us who actually brings in her phone. Because I'm and so a she, jerk. Can, she can access the yeah. Google Drive yeah, that I put it on. Yeah, and there we are. Just waiting mm. when we could just paraphrase it. Stop oh, just, looking at me like that. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or you could just do that. You can just okay. stare at me. Okay. So this is somebody who wrote to us and asked us. And I was I kind of felt a little sad when I, when I read this because she is a submissive. She's also a pain slut. Oh look, she's got it for me. Thank you, <sighs> Abyss. Uh, sh- she said oh, we actually don't have permission to use her name. That's why I, mm. I don't remember. Okay. okay. She said a couple of times a month I get in a mood where I just need the pain. It's a craving that I'm not able to quench with my husband who can't inflict pain on me. Mm. Many times I've heard S-types talk about self-inflicting when they are not able to get their needs met elsewhere. Is this a common practice among subs? Some doms that I've talked to say that it's a normal thing for pain slits, but my husband was quite upset when I brought the idea to him. Being surrounded by people who don't have an understanding of the lifestyle often makes me wonder if I am wrong for needing or wanting a way to release this craving. You are not wrong. Absolutely not. But you are in a pickle. You certainly are. Yeah, definitely in a pickle. First in, you know, just my first overwhelming uh, emotional instinct is divorce. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> divorce. Fuck him. <'em. laughs> Find a new guy. Fuck that shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. 
Fuck! Wow. I let, um, just <laughs> but that was, you know, after allowing that divorce. Sorry. Wow. To um, uh, just uh, dump him. Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> Come to Los Angeles. No, there's. That's your first reaction. If 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 this is a strong need that you have in your life, um, and you aren't going to get it from your spouse. And after communicating with them, they're they're they just they don't get it. They think you're sick. They they throw all the bullshit at you that you're obviously broken and wrong, and that you're damaging the relationship because you have these horrible urges and fantasies. You are you right there are with somebody that doesn't relate to you, um, and you you there. That's a big conflict. To where they can't even accept what your desires are and Especially be willing to find a, a workaround for that. And if this is a big part of who you are. If this is a big part of who you are and your lifelong partner doesn't understand it, doesn't ex- accept it, doesn't want anything to do with it. Then you have some things that you have to, to deal with. Or, you know, Because not everybody gets everything. You have kids, you have the house, you have the, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that level of you've built up in that relationship with your spouse is, you have to decide which is more important. And so we're not arguing with that because it's not always clean and easy. There are a lot of things involved and sometimes there's kids and house and property and businesses and blah, blah, blah. But if it is a core thing that you're like, I, this is part of me, you're going to have to find an outlet for that because... Otherwise, you're just going to be miserable for the rest rugby. of your life. Huh? Rugby. Rugby. Take up rugby. Go hey, join honey, the roller you, derby. Where'd you get that bruise? Oh. Roller derby. Roller derby. Roller I hear derby, roller derby, honey. derby a lot. I joined a roller derby group. Well, I'm wondering, is she? does she have... Um, do they have kink and BDSM in their life at all? I don't no, think so from it, what it, I, it I mean. Well, because I'm reading and it's like she... She, it sounds like they're open to it, and it sounds like they may have some kink, but it doesn't sound like he said she. Is she said that he can't hurt her? Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't mean that there's not DS, and it doesn't mean that that it just means he won't do SM. Yeah, so well, I'm just, it, I mean, yeah, but I, I find it really hard to uh, understand somebody who would would be into BDSM or kink. Yeah, because you would, would be, be tolerant. Yeah, who would be intolerant of someone saying, "Well, I'm gonna if you're not gonna uh, give me this pain, I'm gonna self inflict." And she didn't even say that she's it's it. She had a discussion with him about it. Mm-hmm. She didn't give him an ultimatum. And, yeah. and to be perfectly honest, I will say if it's the first time someone is hearing about this, could be sh- yeah. in her husband's defense if he can't bring himself to hurt her to begin with the idea of her hurting herself would be very shocking and right so emasculating yeah uh, if this is somebody who really i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that this guy knows nothing about bdsm or kink because it sounds that way if i'm wrong i'm sorry but it sounds like he doesn't understand this at all so uh, one way to go at it, depending on how open he he is to it, is to educate him. Sure. To try and get him into the their local community, or at least to read something to understand that when someone you love is kinky, or it you know, doesn't there's, mean there's that they're broken or there's something wrong with them. Some people need that pain, and that does not mean that you're ready to be taken away by the guys with the nets. I mean, and and there may be there is because I mean there is a big difference between like because you need some release, and there is you know self harm. Sure. There is big difference, and he may be just assuming this is self harm. 
Sure, and that's where you got to educate. I mean, like a divorce. <laughs> that's my Stop preliminary. It. But when you look at the thing, there there's an investment of time and marriage and things. And also, like to be honest, he may just be thinking she's trying to hurt herself. And let's face it, like if if I didn't know anything about this lifestyle and I didn't know anything, and the person I loved and have spent X amount of years with is telling me they want to hurt themselves, my first response is going to be horror. It's not going to be open with, oh, well, why do you want to hurt It's going to be, well, why do you want to hurt And this is a situation that there was never any evidence of this prior, and they've been together a long time. If you drop something in their lap, because we've heard that situation, too, where people have said, you know, well, eight years into my relationship, I never really talked about this with my spouse. This was something I did when I was younger, but, but those urges came back really, really strong, and I had to talk to my spouse about it. And then it was like a big, like, what the fuck is this? So, I mean, taking the compassionate road. Like, I know this sounds really hard, especially for the person who's having to deal with these urges. And I know this is a long and arduous path. If you want to stay with the person you are with, you are going to have to be compassionate to them. Because if they don't know what's going on and they don't understand this concept, like giving them the book, like when someone you love is kinky is a really great way to start because it helps them educate. Um, because they are just seeing that I, I ran into this initially with my mom because she was completely okay with me topping somebody else. But the idea of me allowing someone else to hurt me, that was literally translating to someone is hurting my baby. So when you take it out of the context of you are finding release to the person they love is hurting themselves. You have to be compassionate to the people that love you. That being said, you also need your your needs met. So finding outlets and trying to find ways to do that in the healthiest way that is not going to cause serious problems in your relationship or get you hauled off is probably going to be the best way. But if he's not open to learn anything and no, let's he continues, because we've seen that too. Yeah, where, let's talk about worst case scenario. Yeah, worst case scenario is you open up and you say, hey, I want you to learn about this, that I'm not crazy, that there's an entire community, that they're well thought out, that they deal with all the physical safety issues, blah, blah, blah. If this person is then like, no, 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 you're 666, which we've heard that a hundred times. I'm taking times. the kids and I'm taking leaving, the kids yeah. and then whatever, then fuck them, divorce. Um, uh, but, then you need to find a really I good would say yes. I, there are so many variables here that if, if you're listening to this, I'd say you need to be careful because if it is that worst case scenario and and let's just assume that this guy <laughs> delete knows all nothing, of your profiles <laughs> exactly knows nothing about BDSM and is just horrified uh, when he hears any little bit about it and has a closed mind and is not going to think anything other than what he believes, which is this is we sick. Are and super you're paranoid. This show, by the way, what because it's super happens. paranoid. This show, I'm just it like ha- thinking back. Well, it like, happens all of a sudden mm-hmm. because now I'm thinking of what Kathy's saying. Like, yeah, your guys are getting a divorce because. You're kinky and he's not. And, and now you guys are going to go fight over the kids in a custody well, no, battle. I'm just, I'm you think he's not going to bring that up in court? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm Because no, now I'm just, he's pissed off that you're leaving? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking back and I'm like, Antarctica, relationship tests, like consent. I'm like, oh gosh, we are just a little, we're a little aggressive this show. So but, uh, in trying to cover all our bases, if that is the case, honey, just be careful because if you've got kids and, this, and, and the marriage is not going well anyway, well you I need mean, to be super, super careful. Now, 
then there could be any of the number of the other variables we talked about. Maybe he loves you and he is open enough to and listen to you. And he learns. And because that's exactly. happened too, where people have been like, I don't, he doesn't want to hurt you because of whatever his past programming is. You don't touch it. I went through all that shit with Christianity. That was years to get over. But I did get over it and I, and I got to a place and I got to a place that was more than just being a service top um, to where I actually enjoyed these things. But they're, does come to a place where people will be like, oh, I understand that being aggressive is something that, that you really enjoy, so I can get my head around that. I'm not abusing you. Or just have him, you know, uh, have you bent over and, you know, slam you really hard from behind so make sure you hit that cervix because you're going to, that hurts if you want to get that pain release. Mm. <laughs> There's ways around it. <laughs> uh, okay. But no, you Paper doll, did you want to throw something in? Uh, well, Abyss's suggestion was brilliant as far as trying heavy sports. Um, yeah, something something else. I think she needs to analyze what about that impact play that is appealing to her and why it's so important that she gets it and why, why it's so important she gets it from her husband in that specific way. I've had um, past boyfriends that are like, I love you. I could never hurt you. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, you just do you it can... emotionally, asshole. Right. Well, how horrible <laughs> would it be to be on a rugby team and you're like, but I'm just the bottom. You're like the worst rugby around. player yeah, ever. You're losing all the, the points. The coach <laughs> is screaming at you. You're, okay, I don't want to hit anybody. Dodgeball. You could still suck at it too. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone, you just get kicked off every team. There's other sports though roller derby yeah. yeah i mean you could do things that are really going to get you hurt but sometimes it's like you want the male person to hit you and you just want be a crash test dummy you know for volvo or right, something. But, but i've had plenty of fr- plenty of people who've told me like no i need a guy to hit Jiu-jitsu. me and that's, you know but like a lot yeah. of guys are heavily programmed don't hit a girl never hit a girl that's the worst thing you could do it's and not when necessarily you take a, a bad program to no. have no it's really the right thing and and you know even the idea that you don't hurt people you love that's a really it's good really core value good so thing. don't you don't want to flip that sideways and throw this guy out with the divorce thing is really the extreme measure and i'm usually a big advocate of fuck that shit <laughs> you get one life go live it well, i said that was my first retorse yeah, 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 my yeah, first yeah. reaction the, the, but you the have Tourette's to... divorce thing but yeah. it's not always so black and white you no. know like you guys covered all the the middle ground in there but it's just why does she need it so bad what other ways could she get it is it really the one thing that she needs in her marriage that she's not getting or is she being a little selfish too that's another possibility and um you know like like you said, there, there are relationship counselors who will help you work this shit out, too. <laughs> so, like, find a kinky, kinky, sex-positive relationship person who might actually have really good strategies for to do that. To do that. I know in L.A. there's a bunch. I don't know where she lives, but... I mean, is there, is there other there's ways There's, like, to Kate Lurie. There's, like, you know, those marriage yeah. counselors who specialize in, in that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's other ways to, like, focus it somewhere else, too. Like, if, if he cannot do the the pain thing, is there some... is is there something she can do that can focus it somewhere else? Sure. Yeah. Well, that's it. All right. Also, Divorce him! Wait, no. wait. But this being said, all of that being said, there is nothing wrong with you. No. You there are isn't. not sick. You are not twisted. There's nothing wrong with you. We do support you, and we really do hope that you guys can find something that works for you. Absolutely. I'm a little sick and twisted. And if he's open, he can In listen that kind to of the section. show right. and the ignore the part where Boogie says divorce. Yeah. yeah. That's divorce. that's just that's that's just his that's his divorce program. divorce everybody wow. fuck marriage that marriage is, is that fucking is, that is his joke program. ass fucking institution uh, see that's his complete that's his fucking bullshit just, in the first place god damn it yeah. we hope you have a divorce abortion what divorce abortion where did abortion what? come from abortion what <laughs> get them both done in one shot I'm Earl Shab and I'll I'm divorce Shab, you I'll give you a abortion <laughs> for fifty nine ninety five oh jeez coat. This coat hanger and a coat of blue paint. 
Is this really uh, how we're ending this? I know. That's right. Horrible. <laughs> no, I'm not ending it like that. And that is our show. Nope, I'm not ending it like Deportion. that. No, we gotta find something. Ladies else. and gentlemen, nope. we've had a great time here nope. deporting you. Nope. nope. Because nope. that's kind else. of what our that's, that, that's what that was. That's kind of that how we do was. the show. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Anyways, that is our show. <laughs> Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit threshold.org and find out about join their kinky family. This was a great show. Paper Doll, thank you for being in our audience. And Mark and Bunny Unger, you guys are awesome in the chat room. Thank you! To Kathy. To this. Shut up. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And if you actually have maybe want to help us out and, uh, I don't know, give us some money, oh. go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash pervertedpodcast and look at a contribution so the boogie can buy some of those amazing things and do more stop motion shit. Oh. That's right. And show, more jingles. Show us, show, us the, show, us the, show us some love. Show us some love. That was awkwardly long, preachy money thing. I am abortion. You whenever I, will I love how you can talk you. about abortion, but when it comes to asking for money, you turn into this. Uh, abortion girl is going, a taking eh, away. Abortion is taking something from someone. He's a little girl. No, you, you know, bad. money is giving. Bad. What? Little girl. Bad. You no. don't do that. What? What? What, what am I uh, what guilty I miss? of now? Really? What, what did I miss? Who does that? Spell it out. What? what? Really? There is nothing. She's upset. We'll talk about it later. What? I what did I talk tell about you it later? We'll talk about it now. Why? What? It's like the same thing with calling someone a pussy or whatever. Or whatever. I like as, calling people as, pussy. as a derogatory thing. You just oh, said it's a little girl. He's acting like a little girl. Little girls don't do that. Little boys do the same shit. You're acting like a child. Oh, no, can you're I acting mute like her? a little girl. Where's her mute button? <laughs> Oh, look at that look. There is no mute oh. button. And now she has nothing to add. Deportion! <sighs> Divorce and abortion. Free with every version of Perverted Podcast. Show. <laughs> yes. Mother Philip, you muted me? Yeah, look, I'm doing you it again. Woo! And the business is done, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a great time here, and now we're finished for the night. Deport! Deport! All right, you have your... F- go ahead. Final word? You can go fuck yourself. There you go. That's your final word. Mm-hmm. <laughs>